Hi there, welcome to the Edup Marcom podcast. You're very welcome. My name is Philip Smith. I'm the host of the show. Every week here, I interview CEOs, founders, CMOs, and consultants from many of the largest and most successful colleges, universities, and education institutions in the world, where we talk about marketing, communications, and sales, and more. Finding out how to grow your student numbers successfully. I hope you enjoy. Hi, James. Thanks for coming on the Edup Markham podcast. Really excited to have you on. Yeah, thanks, Philip. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on and look forward to the conversation. Fantastic. Uh, James, just for the listeners, could you please just state your role, full name and the university you work at so they know who is on the podcast today? Yes, James Hurley, and I have the pleasure of serving as the 16th president and CEO at Tarleton State University. We are in the Texas A&M system. Fantastic. What a, what a great, uh, a great achievement and, and great to, again, to have you on. Uh, so just to start things off, uh, Jim, just tell me a little bit about uh, your career in education to date. Yeah, well, thanks, Philip, again for, for the opportunity. I'm a lifelong educator. Since the time that I graduated college with my bachelor's degree, I know I knew then that I wanted to pursue education. I wanted to be a teacher, right? A, a professor. I wanted to be potentially a CFO. And someday I thought, you know, maybe a university president. I, I knew I wanted to ultimately end up in higher ed administration. Yeah. But yeah. I love teaching. Teaching is is at the core. This is my 26th year as an educator. And so I'm really passionate about, about teaching and learning, research, academic innovation. Uh, academic uh, administration. And I think that public education, in particular, free public education, is the essence of of change and innovation for any individual that is looking to better themselves. And so I've often said, as Horace Mann taught us, that education is the great equalizer. And I so much believe in that philosophy. I couldn't agree more. I think that's a, that's a great point. I love how you started off in in, in the, the teaching, and that, that's so true for so many um, you know, leaders in education. And I think it's great to have that experience. And just, I suppose, to delve more into the the, the work you're doing now as the role as uh, CEO and president of the university, just tell me a bit more about that role and a bit more about uh, the university itself. Yeah, so this is my 11th year serving as the president or CEO of an institution of higher education. And so I feel like that I'm I'm hitting that sweet spot where I have enough scars on on uh, you know on my backside, if you will. Uh, yeah. Mistakes mistakes that I've I've made and 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 overcame and and also some really good initiatives that, that I've been part of developing and birthing and launching. And and you have to in higher ed, you have to understand that not every idea is going to be a great idea. But the key is yeah. to foster an environment of innovation and to dream the dream. And, and that's what I've always tried to do as a, as, a, as a president, as a vice president, as a dean, as a faculty member, department chair. I've always wanted to create and foster an environment of collaboration and innovation. I think if you have those two things, you can do a lot of great things in, in higher ed and you'll, you'll accomplish um, quite a bit for your students. And it's all about student success. Here at Tarleton State University, we're in our 124th year. We were founded by John Tarleton 
back in 1899 as a college of agriculture. And okay. so we started off as a very, very um, singular focused institution. We wanted, he, uh, John Tarleton wanted to create an, an institution that could uh, raise up, if you will, his words, not ours, teachers and farmers and ranchers and teach them how to uh, be, be better resource uh, resource uh, liaisons for the community yeah and, and educators of course for north central texas and so that's that's the premise and the dna of who we are now 124 years later we have uh, 17,000 students we have 200 degree pathways the college of ag is still the dna of our institution we have one of the largest land non-land grant colleges of ag in the nation and we're very proud of that and our college of ag is actually one of our fastest growing colleges as you know philip tarleton state is among the top 10 fastest growing public universities in the nation mm -hmm. wow that that's uh that's 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 really incredible a great history but also a great a great present and, and continued growth of the great uh, a great future and I suppose just tell me a bit more. I suppose what makes the university different, and I think you kind of highlighted this highlighted this a bit already in terms of uh, your history and your niche focus into agriculture as well. Yeah. So what makes us unique? Fifty plus percent of our students every single year. Last year, for example, it was fifty four percent. This year, we're hovering right around fifty two percent of our students are first generation learners and first generation um, college goers. Thirty eight percent of our students are Pell recipients. So we are an institution that serves the vast underserved population in North Central Texas. The other thing that a lot of people don't realize about Tarleton State University outside of we're one of the top 10 fastest comprehensive public university um, universities in the country is the fact that we are the third largest university in the state of Texas for the number of Texas counties represented in our student population only behind Texas Tech and Texas A&M University. So in Texas, we have 254 counties. Texas is a great big country, let alone a state, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And, and very large GDP. I think we're the eighth or ninth largest GDP in the world. Wow, um, yeah. If we were a country, we would be that. And then certainly the just in terms of land mass, we're, we're very large, but only behind, um, of course, um, Alaska. And so Knowing that this is, you know, all four corners of the state, we are meeting the needs. We're no longer designated a regional university. The U.S. Department of Ed last year redesignated us as a an institution that falls into the national comprehensive university category. So we are really growing, but we're not only growing in enrollment, we're growing in scope. And we're also growing in the number of, of majors, both at the baccalaureate, master's and doctoral levels that we're offering students. Fantastic. That, that, that's a really impressive. And I suppose, what are some of the key challenges you faced in, in, in establishing and growing the university and getting you know, effective marketing and student growth? Well, for me, I arrived in early August of 2019 and Phil, you and I both know what happened in March of 2020. <laughs> so Absolutely. I was here. Less, yeah, I was here. I want to remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all want to forget. But seven months into eight-ish uh, into my presidency, you know, we were faced with COVID. And that's where I was really thankful 
that I wasn't a first time president. This is my third presidency, uh, successional presidency uh, here at Tarleton State. Wow. And the two previous institutions that I led really gave me um, tremendous uh, credibility and being able to to lead through adverse situations. And we built a really good leadership team and, and a COVID management team to help us get through the pandemic. But growing as quickly as we did during the pandemic, we we had our second largest growth in the history of the institution in 2020. And um, that was pretty remarkable factoring in everything else that was going on in the world around us. And so being able to deliver upon the promise of providing a college experience for our traditional students, the online learners, um, in terms of, of their academic learning, they were affected less, right? Because they were accustomed to learning online. The students sure. that were affected the most, I'm not saying that they were not affected. They We all were in, in drastic ways. But in terms of the of the academic pathway that they were on, the 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 one hundred percent online learners were more accustomed to that style of learning. Of course, yeah, yeah. What really the the group of students that suffered the most were your traditional on campus residential freshmen and sophomores that had taken very little online learning. And so how we were able to get them up to the same speed that our online learners or full online learners were accustomed to, to learning and the pace and, and the style and also faculty, right? I mean, we accelerated the ability, not just at Tarleton, but in higher ed in general, we accelerated the ability for faculty members that never thought that they could successfully or confidently teach uh, an online class. Now we're teaching ranch management online and hybrid form still today. So part of the part of the to answer your question, we learned a lot about ourselves during COVID. We learned about ourselves individually that we could do more than we thought we could do. Our students were able to learn more than they thought they were able. And the different modalities that we've now um, uh, accepted and adapted into our curriculum has really made a, a big difference in teaching, learning, research, um, etc. Yeah, that's incredible. And I think I think it, COVID really was kind of a sink or swim for a lot of universities and institutions. And um, yeah, that that that's it's great to be able to facilitate online learning and helping the faculty and lecturers to, and teachers to be able to deliver those courses online, particularly when they haven't maybe done that, you know, done a lot of that before. And I suppose then looking into the future. Do you see perhaps the education sector or the university continuing to develop, develop or change, uh, you know, as we go into the future now? Yeah, you know, I think for us and, and one one other part, Philip, that I wanted to go back to. Certainly. One of the things that to answer your question previously, but it leads into your your next question, both excellent questions. One of the the most difficult challenges for universities in higher ed is to be able to cash flow growth. But mm -hmm. being able to cash flow growth during a pandemic when you have all of these additional costs that now um, are, are part of managing the future. And that's mm -hmm. what happened. So not only were we were we investing in infrastructure, we were investing in in higher faculty and staff salaries. You know, human capital is really important. We're in a talent acquisition economy. And so mm -hmm. being able to, to attract the very best faculty to lead our, our students 
was very important. So we we were making significant investments there and also into the techno, tech, technology and the technological infrastructure that we needed on top yes. of the, the capital investments for, for physical uh, enhancements on campus with new buildings, renovated labs, et cetera. So in doing that, it it really created what for, for us, we knew at that point, we needed to start the work of creating a strategic plan. And that's what, to answer your next question, what we did moving forward is we said, we do not want to allow the pandemic to define our future. Of We're going to define our future. And so during the pandemic, we created what's called Tarleton Forward, our 2030 strategic plan. And it's a future focused vision that will lead us through through 2030. And so we're, you know, approaching mm -hmm. the halfway mark and we have accomplished quite a bit. And now we're restructuring KPIs. We're restructuring even some of our goals, our five strategic goals have been amended, not changed, but just amended. Mm -hmm. And we have to think about what are the market demands? What are the, what are the marketplace needs? And we have to ensure that we're meeting those. And we also have to ensure that we're meeting the moral, ethical, and financial obligation of our students of to provide the, 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 the courses and the programs that will equip them to succeed in a 22nd century economy. Because we're already there. Yeah. Technology, you know, virtual reality, artificial intelligence, all of those different um features of technology have now driven us beyond 21st century thinking, learning, doing. We're so far into the future, you know, than we were two, three years ago that we have to be future focused every single day. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's great to have such long-term thinking for uh, the university. I think it's really important as well. And obviously technology changes are happening uh, very, very quickly, maybe too quickly. And I suppose looking then as well in terms of maybe the marketing and, and sales for the uni university, do you think that could be changing as well for 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 Ireland or for the education sector? I do 100%. And even here at Tarleton State, we have vastly changed and invested more in how we reach the customer, right? And those are prospective students and prospective parents. And also prospective companies, because we want to align ourselves, again, meeting those marketplace needs and demands. Absolutely. We want to we want to align the university with those corporations and uh, companies and associations and entities that are hiring um, our graduates. We want to position our graduates to to, um, to, you know, to improve their lives. Social mobility is more important today than it's ever been. And and I think that you know, us having a, a, a top 25 ranking in that area across the country really lends itself to, we have a model here and, and it's very simple. The acronym is AOA. We're going to focus on access, opportunity, and affordability. And if we address those three things for all of our students, then I think that we're producing an excellent Tarleton Texan that's ready for uh, the workforce mm -hmm but also ready to, to make a significant impact on the world. Absolutely. I think that's uh, desperately needed as well. And and just to wrap up then, James, is there any um, kind of key advice you would give for successful growth for, you know, university from your experience? Yeah. 
in in what regard what what it, is there a specific um I, I think it's so broad you know the of course yeah yeah university the universities now if you think about it philip have evolved where you have states you have certain states in the united states where the university health systems in particular where i come from and in, in rural central uh america yeah Central Appalachia, I should say, um, and Central Appalachia and rural America, there are university health systems that are the primary health care provider for the entire state. And that, that that's multiple states. We also are seeing where the universities are becoming, for example, the Texas A&M system. We have eight state agencies that over the years, the governor or the legislature in the state of Texas has granted the authority and physically moved certain agencies from, from the auspice of state control to, to the university system control because they have found that we are more um, nimble in, in terms of being able and, and also more innovative and creative and, and saving taxpayers' dollars but providing excellent services. Mm. So the scope of our education the university systems and the universities across the country, the scope in which they have to provide essential services has changed dramatically over the over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I think that will exacerbate over the next 10 years because states, governments, state governments are seeing that the university systems and the universities, large universities, in particular AAU, R1 type institutions are capable of delivering excellent services beyond just the classroom walls. And so I think in higher ed, we all as leaders have to think about how can we enhance the scope to meet the, the needs of the communities, regions, um, states, and, and the nation, and, and for and the world that we serve. That's a great point. Yeah, I think that's a really yeah, interesting way to look at it. And, how universities are transforming into not just education, but but so much more. Uh, James, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was it was really fantastic having you on. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. There's a lot of really, really great insights from your uh, massive experience in, in the area. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure and uh, best wishes to you. Thanks, James. Hi, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Ed Up Markham podcast. If you'd like to be a guest, you can do so by applying on edupmarkham.com, where you can also find a catalogue of all of our episodes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed. it.